now. Okay. Give me give me one second. No worries. You see the record button there, Nick? Yeah, no, you're done. Only one of you needs oh, okay. to record. Cool. No, I'm having some technical, minor technical difficulties. Okay. Yeah, okay, great. Well, this is going to be a really interesting episode. I'm really looking forward to this. I'd love talking to people with crazy <laughs> ideas like the earth is a spinning ball flying through an infinite vacuum. <laughs> Well, folks, uh, welcome to the Homespun Yak. Uh, today's going to be probably one of our most interesting episodes ever. Uh, Kyle, do you want to introduce our wonderful guest? Yeah, well, we've got David Weiss here today. Um, some of you may know as a Flat Earth Dave. Um, and, you know, as a podcast, if you listen to us, we're, you know, not afraid to have conversations with people that, you know, we don't know much about or maybe disagree with even because we're not so close-minded that we can't even have a conversation. So, um, you know, someone from Dave's uh, camp reached out to us and we definitely jumped on the opportunity to talk to him. He's been a, a guest on a lot of really funny and famous podcasts um, with Sam Tripoli, Eddie Bravo, to name a few popular people. And, um, you know, Nick and I, we don't know a ton about um, flat earth in general. Um, so maybe just to kind of kick it off. Um, I just wanted to ask, you know, was there a particular defining moment in your life that kind of turned you into a flat earth believer or has it been more of a slow and steady development, like a slow burn? Now there's a, there's a defining moment that defining moment is, and it's the same for everybody is when we, uh, stop saying, stop bugging me with this nonsense. I'm not going to look at your one minute video. I refuse because it's idiotic. We've known the earth has been a globe for 2000 years and uh, you know, I'm not wasting my time. Then when finally somebody convinces you to look and you actually look in the right place. And then that's not, if you Google uh, flat earth, um, you end up with pictures like this. No flat earther thinks that the earth is a disc floating in space. Nobody thinks that. So you Google uh, flat earth and, you, and uh, it sends you to the flat earth society and you, you start reading it says, well, flat earthers believe that the earth is rising at 9.8 meters per second. And that's what gives you gravity. And no flat earther believes that that's disinformation. So that site is to make you never look at flat earth again. It's a government run disinformation site. And it's the number one hit that you'll find when you search flat earth. So, that defining moment was when a good, uh, you know, fellow researcher, Sophia Smallstorm, she told me, uh, hey, Dave, I think the earth might be flat. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? What do you got? And she sent me over a series of videos that Mark Sargent was putting out, who's um, he I call him the grandfather of flat earth at this point. And uh, he was looking, he was forced to look into flat earth. And he's like, wait a minute, this is weird. And he's like, all right, how does this work on a globe? And he's trying, he can't figure it out. So he put out a series of short videos called flat earth clues. And basically he was putting them out there saying, you know, if the earth is a globe, how do you explain this and this and this? And he figured some PhD, some professor, somebody would get back to him and say, listen, dummy, this is how it is. No one ever got back. And uh, the more you look, 
the more uh, you realize like, first, our idea of what flat earth is, is insane. It's not what, you know, the, the idea that they've programmed us to think what flat earth is, you know, it's a, you know, you get to the edge and all the water falls off and you fall off into space. No flat earther believes that. Then you start looking into, well, well, what is the heliocentric model? I'm going to ask you guys four questions and I got them all wrong just so you know. So there's no pressure. Okay. When I was asked, <laughs> how fast is the earth spinning in the heliocentric model? Oh, I have no clue. Yeah. Okay. See, no see, idea. but you, but you guys believe the earth is a ball, by the way, <laughs> I'm not picking on you for your crazy ideas. Cause I had them too. All right. I'm not picking on you because I, of course the earth is turning. I have no idea how fast it's turning. It's turning at a thousand miles an hour at the equator, just over a thousand miles an hour. I'm rounding down. So that means when you're watching the sunset, the sun's staying still and you're falling over backwards, you're on a ball and you're falling over backwards to make it appear the sun appear to set faster than the speed of sound, right? And all the air is Velcroed to the earth, turning with you, which is ridiculous. While that's going on, you're orbiting your, or whoops, whoops. Well, there goes that, it's gone. And uh, you're orbiting the sun at 66th, I, I didn't give you my, uh, I didn't ask you how fast, but you don't all know, 66,600 miles an hour. You're chasing the sun at, you want to take a guess? Just take a guess. How fast the sun is flying through space. And we're as we're orbiting it with all the other plans orbiting it on the same plane, right? It's all the sun's going. We're all orbiting our on this solar same plane. system. We're not, yeah, we're not we're not coming in at all. All the planets aren't coming in at different angles. They're all on right. the same plane. We're chasing the sun at how fast? Take a guess. Go on. Uh 87,000. Over a half a million miles per hour, okay? <laughs> and that entire system is moving sideways at like 1.2 million miles per hour or 2.2 million. I, uh, no, one, no one, science can't even decide, okay? All of these motions are happening and we have lakes that look like this, perfectly glass, calm, testably, scientifically, provably flat water, large bodies of water, at rest, lay flat, right? Even though science tells us, and I used to think this was the coolest thing, that um, when the earth is spinning, look at me, I got extras, right? Nice. Wow, you can see right <laughs> through it. You can see right through it, look at that. Um, when the earth is spinning, the water bulges at the equator 14 miles high. That's what they tell us, 14 miles high, right? That's taller than Everest, okay? And that's three times the height of a plane cruising. So when I fly from... North America to South America, at some point I have to triple my altitude just to skim over that hump of water. That's crazy, it doesn't happen. There is no hump of water. And if there was, all of Central Africa would be covered in water, but it's not, right? Mm. Where's I going with that? Um, so what is the flat earth then, right? Oh, wait, so you know, all of that spinning, we don't feel any of it. And the, 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 the thing we've been programmed to say is, it's too big to feel it. You know, you don't feel it when you're in an airplane, you know, you can drink a glass of water in an airplane. And I say, you know, when you're in an airplane and you're cruising and you're even sleeping and the, you're 45 minutes from your airport and the pilot decides to just start descending slowly, you wake up right away just because you're low, I'm descending, right? You wake up because you notice that change. So I say, if you want to really analyze it to the earth, um, double the speed, speed of the plane and remove the outer shell and nose down a mile every, every minute. A, a, yeah, a mile every minute or even less, even more, 
right? I think you'd notice that. And I don't think you'd do too well with your glass of water. Um, so what is the flat earth? And then I'll let you guys ask question. <clears throat> the, the way I, way I describe it is there's no solar system. There's the earth system. The earth is the basement of the universe, right? So think about what a pond is. See this lake right here. What's holding the water in? Where, why doesn't the water just go somewhere? What's holding it in? It's in a container. That's the shoreline. That's the land is just higher than the lake. There's land underneath the lake, but it's just lower than the water. The water is set in its basin, right? And the edge of the lake is the land that's higher. Okay. So if I sailed, if I was in a canoe and I went to the end of the lake, would I fall off the lake? No, I'd get to the end and I climb up onto the land. I can go for a walk, right? The world oceans form what I call the world lake. We have all these islands, which we call continents, and they're all surrounded by water, but all of the water is surrounded by its container. And that's the land that we call Antarctica. Antarctica is the highest land on earth. Hmm. What is out here? We don't know because it's off limits to everybody until the year 2041. And if we don't figure it out by then, they're going to kick the can down the, the, the can down the road another 60 years because it went into effect in 1959 <laughs> after Admiral Byrd flew out over Antarctica, said there's land bigger than the United States filled with resources that no human has ever seen. Right. And he came back. That's the end of the talk about Antarctica. The treaty goes into effect. Nobody can go beyond 60 degrees south without a permit, and you can't get a permit. All the countries in the world agree, and there's no independent exploration of the exterior or the outer space, hint, of Antarctica. So 20, 2041, what, what's the significance of that date? Yeah, it was 1959, I was at 62 years, whatever. Um, they had to put a limit on it somewhere. And then, that's uh, when the I, treaty expires. That's when it expires, but it won't expire because I don't think any of us are going to be alive by then, but that's a whole nother <laughs> story. <laughs> well, I guess you said, you know, when you initially look into flat earth, you know, just a general person like us who know basically nothing about it. If we Google flat earth, you know, it's laughable pictures, laughable videos, easily um, dismissible. Right. And you just kind of move on and, and sure. laugh about it. Um, yeah. And you said that that was designed intentionally by the government. And my question is, you know, what, um, what would the reasons be that the government would be trying to What difference does it make? Hide? Why the shape of the earth? What, what difference does the shape of the earth make? Shape of the earth makes absolutely no difference in our life. Mm -hmm. um, what, it, what matters is the lie. So the, and, and it's, it's limiting human consciousness. If they put us in a cage, like if the government said, up, oh, you're no longer allowed to leave your yard, you'd be pretty pissed off. Not going to last long. You're going to go crazy. You're going to kill somebody. Okay. If they put a, a fence around your town, still be pissed off. If they put a fence around the United States of America, you'd still be pissed off. Right. I don't care how big the fence is. Humans don't want a fence around them. So they put us on a ball. Right. They don't want us to know that maybe there's more land beyond Antarctica. This is where we live. And in this outer space out here, there's extra territory. Okay. Are these, are these speculations? These, this uh... is speculation because we're not allowed out there. Now, in reality, you know, I'd say most flat earthers believe that this is it. This is the creation right here. We're inside this pond and there's nothing else beyond the dome. Okay. Again, we can't prove any of this because we're not allowed to go there, but that doesn't matter. You know, we're not going to, we could speculate what's beyond here and we could speculate what's above here, but we can't prove it. 
we can show you some experiments and some things that will uh, definitely point towards what we're saying. Um, and we could also show you that the heliocentric model, everything they tell us about it, every single thing is absolutely, absolutely scientifically provably impossible. Okay. So if the heliocentric model is impossible, flat earth is probable. Um, but what is it? You know, we don't have a perfect map. The globe is way worse than our map. Um, we don't have, we don't know everything, but we know a lot. So, you know, if the earth is a ball, it has a rate of curvature and we can see too far. We can just see things that are too, we can see too far. So what's your number one question that you would have? Because there's so many, we only have an hour. So what, what would mm -hmm. you like to address? Like what would be your number one proof the earth is a globe? Uh, I don't really have a necessarily something about the proof, but I have a question about the Antarctic uh, kind of surrounding the, the entire world. Yeah. Uh, how would that fit in? And I have no idea where you would come from on this, but how would that fit in with like climate change, for example? Yeah, climate change is a bunch of nonsense. You know, they, they, they think that, uh, um, you know, they tell us that, you know, if Antarctica, if uh, Antarctica melts, you know, Antarctica, they tell us it's a, is a little continent on the bottom of a ball. If this thing melted, how would it raise the Earth's ocean? The Earth's oceans are gigantic. How would it raise them more than an inch? But they tell us if it melts, we'd be 200 feet underwater. Well, what if Antarctica, you know, Antarctica is the highest land on Earth. It's like 200 feet of ice over the, the ocean. And what if it's bigger than all of the oceans and all of the continents combined? If it melted, we'd be underwater. Mount Everest would be underwater, okay? Mm -hmm. So that might be true. But this, this idea that human, uh, human pollution, pollution's bad, don't get me wrong, um, is causing global warming. This Earth goes through cycles there, and there's climate change all the time. It has nothing to do with anything that we are doing, you and I, but it could have something to do with all of the spraying that's going on in the sky and the geoengineering, which they admit that they're doing. So they could be screwing up natural cycles or trying to hold off something that's happening, but it has nothing to do with the, with the reasons that they give us. So <clears throat> let me just, since you has mentioned the Antarctic, so this doesn't show the whole thing, but here is uh, this, I think this circle here, right? This is, well, it's actually a little tighter than that. The Arctic Circle, okay, right? The Arctic Circle is about, you know, the, I can't do it backwards here, right? And then the Antarctic Circle is out here, okay? So if you're inside the Arctic Circle, the Arctic Circle, right? And uh, just so you know, the sun goes around, the sun circles around, this is the sun right here. It circles around the flat earth. It's small, it's close, it circles around and it oscillates between the Tropic of Capricorn and the Tropic of Cancer. Let me show you, let me pull up my app. It's a little easier to see. Um, where is it? Is the other sphere the moon in that graphic? Yeah, the other sphere is the moon, correct. Very good. Hmm. Um, you gotta give me one second here. Yeah. So when you are in the Antarctic, hold on, why isn't that going? What is going on here? Um, well, maybe I won't be able to pull that up today. There it is. Got it. All right. So when you are in the, here we go. Oh, right, you guys can see that. Yep. Yeah. So the so the sun is the hour hand on the clock. It goes around once a day, but right now it's not attached to the hour hand because we're in fake daylight savings time. 
Um, that's a whole nother story we can get into if you want, but it goes around once a day. Right now it's over the equator. Why is it over the equator? The equator is that red line. It's because it's March 20, it's close to the middle end of March and the equinox is right around now. So that's where the sun is in March and September. If I jump the sun forward three months to, to June, it's over the inner circle, the Tropic of Cancer that inner yellow circle. And that's our summer because the sun is closer to us. Therefore it's higher in the sky and it's warmer because it's closer. Six months later, it goes out over the Tropic of Capricorn and the outer lands, the out, you know, South America, Africa and Australia have their summer because the sun is closer to them, higher in the sky and it's farther away from us, it's lower in the sky, right? You understand mm -hmm. that? Makes perfect sense. And it's, it's colder because it's farther away. So think about this. You see my mouse? If you're inside the Tropic of Cancer, right? If you're inside the Arctic, if you're near the Arctic and you watch the sun, the sun is arcing around you, right? Arcing. You with us? Mm -hmm. And if you are out here in Antarctica, from out here in Antarctica, the sun is anti-arcing. It's going away from you. They're telling us exactly what's going on. It's the Antarctica. This is the Arctica, the Arctic, and the Antarctic. Hmm. Interesting, right? This is how compass works, by the way. The north is in the center of the flat earth. South is every direction away from the center, south. Imagine this is a big magnet and you have a, you have a compass. South is every direction away. Hmm. East and West, this is how you circumnavigate the earth. You leave New York, you're heading East. Well, you got to keep turning to the left to make your compass keep pointing towards the North. I'm going dead reckoning 90 degrees and I'm back to where I started. I'm dead reckoning 270 degrees and at West and I'm back to where I started. That's how you circumnavigate. And a glober will tell you that, no, you went around a ball. I'm like, no, you went around the lake with a magnetic center. Hmm. Do you feel do you feel like these ideas are starting to rise in popularity by any chance? Dude, I did a I did a a, a massive Zoom call where every where we're supposed to everyone's supposed to bring um, their globy friends and family that haven't figured it out to do a question and answer, and we had about fifty people show up, and only, there was only two people that were globers, and they they were questioning the globe. It's like, we can't find Globers anymore. When you guys are done, by the way, there's a conference on the 26th and 27th in Greenboro, Green, Greenville, 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 South Carolina next week. Is it South or North Carolina? It's in South Carolina. Okay. The, the, yeah. Right on the edge there. Okay. It's in, uh, it's, it's right in South Carolina and uh, it's, it's a festival. And uh, on Friday, there's a picnic in the park all day and people are just going to be going crazy. And um, and then on Sunday, there's more music and uh, and some presentations. It's amazing. Friday's free. You can just come from Friday. And uh, it's, the tickets are cheap if you want to go Saturday also. But it will blow your mind because you guys are going to be flat earthers before this show is over. <laughs> now, when you go to events like this, um, yeah. are you sort of one of the main presenters? Do you do... Um, like experiments in front of audiences, like kind of what yeah. you're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this, this one is a little different. This one is more of a music festival. Like people haven't been out and no masks are required are, are allowed. Actually, if you, you know, if you, if you have to wear a mask, you know, you can't come in hundred um, percent serious. So, so real quick. And then I'll answer that question on the app here. This is a, every day. There's a featured video 
And uh, if you click this box, up comes that video. These are videos that YouTube will not serve you. The, like if you search, hey, top 10 reasons the earth could be flat, you're gonna get top 10 reasons the earth is a globe and it's gonna be the same old nonsense, right? But this, these videos every day will give you different videos. I tell people, if you think the earth is a globe, just watch that video every day for two weeks and uh, you will know it's not a globe. And if you still think it's a globe, you hit the question mark over here and up comes the top 21 questions. Like, hey, what about eclipses? You know, what about the Coriolis effect? You know, what about ships over the horizon? And like, if I click ships over the horizon, up comes a playlist of videos that explain what you're seeing and how you see it and, and how to do it yourself and verify it for yourself. And these are, again, videos that Google will not serve you. Mm. Um, tons of other information in there. It's called the Flatter Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. It's available on Apple and Google Play. So there you go. Okay. That's the, if you want to learn about Flat Earth, that will save you, you know, 500 hours of research on Google will give you maybe two hours worth of useful content. You know, 500 hours on this will give you 500 hours of useful content. So, um, go ahead. You guys, uh, question, I could show you more stuff. You tell me, you know, like what, like if someone said to you, prove the globe, well, you know, what, what, why do you think you live on a globe? I'm not asking for the actual proof, the, the scientific, just like what observation, what story do you have? that makes you think the earth is a globe. And here's the thing, this is where I see you guys have that look on your face. That look is, I thought there was unlimited proofs of the globe, but I can't think of one right now. <laughs> it's just cause I'm having a blank thought. And I know there's no, there's no proof of the flat earth. Well, the opposite is true. There's only proof of flat earth. There's no proof of the globe. Well, I mean, so, so basically what you're saying is all the satellite imagery that we see is kind of doctored or kind of doctored well fully doctored <laughs> <laughs> here's an experiment you can do it yourself magnet compass just try to push it east and you got to keep turning to make it go east any straight line becomes south so mm. so if you google um photos of satellites in space uh you only get cartoons there's no there's not a single photo of a satellite in space okay that's weird right and if you, uh, if you wonder what NASA is doing with all their money, well, they're launching satellites on balloons in Antarctica, tens of thousands of them. They go up on balloons, up to 8,000 pounds. They stay up for over a year. Um, and they have ways to recover them in the air and refurbish them and send them back up again. This is a massive program, and you don't hear about it. Do you feel like uh, there are particular private entities that get that are in cahoots with the government specifically i'm thinking somebody like elon musk who's also throwing up satellites yeah well elon musk is not the running anything he's just a puppet um when you when they privatize the space program so people can't use freedom of information requests because you know for government documents because they're private but uh you know spacex is part of the government uh blue blue origin is part of the government um you know, they, they have major screw ups and they, they fake, uh, fake rockets in many different ways. They use, they use balloons, they use models, they use CGI, they use projection. This one here um, is a projection. This is actually a holographic projection and we've caught them with their projectors on the friggin' lawn. We've seen them. And there was a problem with this one. All of a sudden the top of the rocket, something went wrong with the projection and the top of the rocket disappears. Ready? One, two, three. Bam, where is it? 
there it is. Mm. It's like, that's weird. I'll zoom in on it. And um, it, uh, there's all sorts of problems. And then boom, this is taken offline, but we downloaded it already. We catch them lying all the time. You know, we catch them faking anti-gravity on the International Space Station using green screens, using augmented reality. Um, we, we catch them doing all sorts of stuff all the time. So if, if I've seen a rocket uh, get launched, then you would say that that's because of a hologram then? No, no, not necessarily. When, you, when, you, when people see a rocket, one, you, you are probably farther than 10 miles away, which is forever away. So mm -hmm. you have no proof of what they launched. It could have been half the size. It could have been a quarter of the size. You don't know because you're too far away to, to give it any scale. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that rocket, if, uh, if you saw it in Florida or wherever, it went out over the Bermuda Triangle and it disappeared. And you were watching a cartoon within 30 seconds to a minute um, on TV because it's out of your sight. They do launch these things. And if you watch, they just curve up and they boom. And all of a sudden they run out of, they stop making smoke. And you're like, oh, it's in space. Nope. It just ran out of fuel and it fell down to the earth or they pulverized it in the air. Half the time they're balloons. They're, they're literally balloons. Hmm. Uh, they're helium balloons, like the space shuttle. The space shuttle, there was never, ever a person on a space shuttle. They launch these things, and they're literally balloons. Look at this in the wind. This is 4 million pounds, and it's blowing around like a bouncy house. Okay? Hmm. Right? This is a blimp right here. Right? And when this thing empty weighs 40,000 pounds. Right? Does this look like 40,000 pounds of steel falling out of the sky? Or does that look like a balloon slowly drifting in the wind? Right? Yeah, I mean, Crazy. it's going Now watch, slow. watch this, watch this. There's a piece of paper. Some little waste is going to blow by. So this, this thing should be falling at a thousand miles an hour, right? Look, see the piece of paper went by? Okay. <laughs> this thing is floating in the sky. Hmm. It's a balloon. It's filled with helium. Who is the largest owner of helium companies in the world and the largest consumer of helium? I'm going to guess the U.S. government. NASA. <laughs> NASA. Good, good, You're good. Guess. You're there. Yeah. <laughs> so they, anything, like if you started a helium company, somehow you got the, they allowed you to, and it got to any size that uh, you would be bought out by NASA. So it's and, not a bad, not, you know, maybe you can get a good price. Um, and, and you said that they're currently in Antarctica now launching balloons. All the time, do, every day. And you think day. that's because they know that there's stuff beyond Antarctica oh, yes. and they're researching that or is All, it for something so, else? Oh, no, no, that's uh, that, that, well, it's also something else there. They might not be using the balloons for that. The balloons, they can keep them over the land. They're, they're the satellites. They have cameras up there. Some of the stuff is for communications. I doubt much of it's for GPS at all. Um, GPS is a ground-based system, but um, they launch these things. And uh, because around Antarctica, this is, you know, the, the trade winds. Remember they show you this in school. This is the Never made it. Why does it go up and down like that? It's because when you lay it on a flat map, it makes perfect circles. Okay. When you, this is a scrunched up, ridiculous, you know, this is, they took the flat earth map and wrapped it around a ball. So these are, these are these wind currents and these things go around and they circle around the earth and they can, they put them up, boom. So they're all over the place and they can also get them into these inner currents and then they could steer them by raising and lowering them remotely. And, and these balloons are the size of football stadiums. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy, so right? when you, when you zoom out of, of the flat earth picture, 
Is there an outer space or do you think there's no space at all beyond what we can actually see? Well, we think that the above the earth is water. We think that the, that the space is more of a liquid. Here's a rocket that was shut off in Arizona by a bunch of amateurs. It was, uh, you know, it was smaller. It was pretty small, Um, but it went straight up. And they gave us NASA with 10 seconds into any of their little clips. Um, there's seven cuts already. Edit, 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 like a movie, different angles. They never show you one uninterrupted thing because it would because they can't because it's all fake. This thing went up 73 miles and it went kerplunk, like sounded like it went into water or something viscous, maybe plasma. And then it started floating very strangely. And then when it turned on its side, we could see the moon. Here's the moon right there. Mm-hmm. Right. This is over Arizona. Okay. Well, we looked at where the moon was during that launch and it was over New Zealand. Okay. So if the earth was a basketball, that rocket was a fraction of a millimeter over the top of the basketball and New Zealand's underneath the basketball. Hmm. No way to see the moon. If the earth is a sphere that there alone proves the earth is flat done over. But every, there's a million other things that also prove the Earth is flat. Ex, you know, forget about you know the nonsense that NASA. You know, Elon Musk sent his car into space. Did you ever watch it? No, not really. But you heard about it, picture. right? Yeah, yeah. Saw the so, picture. so look at this. Watch this picture coming up. This is Starman, right? Mm-hmm. And this beautiful shot of the Earth going by. Ready? Take a snapshot, right? Maybe now. Click, right? Why wouldn't that be in every Tesla showroom on the cover of every scientific magazine, Newsweek, Time, National Geographic? Why wouldn't that be uh, on every advertisement for Tesla? Guess what? There's not a single photo of that anywhere. No magazine, no Tesla showroom, nowhere. Never been used on a postcard, a stamp, nothing. Okay? Elon Musk in that press conference said, you can tell it's real because it looks so fake. We'd have better CGI. That's what he said. Wow. I, yeah, I wonder, you know, I don't know. I, I wonder if he says things sometimes just to be sort of a... I, don't, I think that was a planned statement. I'm with you 100% there. Yeah. How they fuck with our minds, it's unbelievable. So check this out. If this is the space station. Where's all the land? Uh, it's over the ocean at that point. That's, good, that's a good assumption, right? But here's the thing. We did this with zero budget in our front yard. Right. That's how easy it is to fool us. When I first saw this, I fell for it. I fell for it. Right. It's so easy. When you watch, go on uh, YouTube and watch the International Space Station live feed. um, It's the same 12 minute clip again and again and again for the last 10 years. And and if you watch the Earth, everything, it's always a moving camera. You know, when you watch the Earth, the Earth is curved like this, then it's curved like this, then it's curved like this. You know, it, it changes and it just shows you that they're showing us a high altitude shot using a fisheye lens, right? Here's the first spacewalk. His helmet is attached to his suit, but somehow, and his head turns inside the helmet, but watch, his helmet turns. This is claymation. This was like the first spacewalk. This is claymation. There's no human in there. This is done with clay. And why would you think that based off of? Well, how would that, the, the, there is no pivot on the, on the, on the helmet. It's, it's fixed and their head turns within the helmet. Hmm. Okay. You'd have to move your whole body to 
You have to move your whole body to turn. Yeah, to, to, to like that. But his head can turn within the helmet. You know, here's the visor and he can, he can look like that. I saw the video just before of the guy from Red Bull who did that, that jump. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, that was just I, so Felix. Yeah. So yeah. I was showing you how fast he fell, but for some reason that 40,000 pound tank wasn't falling. Okay. Mm. Um, Felix Baumgarten. Uh, I, I, you know what? I always screw up his name and people give me shit about it. But <laughs> sorry, Felix, the Try. Red Bull guy. So here's Felix. And um, he did two test jumps before the one that they televised, but he did them without GoPro cameras. And it basically showed a flat horizon. And then they used the GoPro camera, which shows a curved horizon. If you look, this is about, I don't know, a good fifth, if not a quarter of the earth, right? If you buy the diameter, right? It's like- It's the pretty big. Yeah, it's all New Mexico. If you zoom in and look at all of these lakes and rivers, this is all New Mexico, planet New Mexico. Hmm. And by the way, he went up for three and a half hours. So the earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour to the east. So he should have landed way out in the ocean, but he didn't. He landed east of where he took off. Hmm. He went up, he outran the earth and then landed in front of where he took off. And and did he make any, I'm sure he didn't, but did he make any comment of like, did. I look he around did. and I see. He said, I was up there. I saw the curve of the earth, right? Yeah. Now, there's two ways to look at it. One, he was a shell. He knows the earth is flat. And that whole thing was done to make people think the earth is flat and make the, people think the earth is a spinning globe. But the other thing is, is he could have been just a, a patsy where he's like, oh my God, you're going to be up so high. You're going to see the curve of the earth. Well, look what he's wearing. He's wearing a friggin' helmet with rounded glass on it. He's going to see everything's curved. Okay. You know, the, the outside shot of the earth before this thing went took off had the same curve as this is showing. Before he took off, it showed the same curve of the land, right? But when he when he opened the door, there was a camera behind his head that did not have a fisheye lens on it. And it showed a flat level horizon right outside at the camera's eye level, right? And then it showed the same the same shot was done before he took off. And the 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 level of the you know of the of the land was at the same level at 127,000 feet the horizon is at the same level as when it was sitting on the ground. Hmm. Crazy, right? Crazy. And is that the, is that the argument of, you know, if you're in a plane, like a commercial plane and you're looking out the window and you, you sort of see the horizon uh, approaching um, is that in, is that in your estimation because the windows of the plane are rounded or good. very good you guys are smart man so the the one thing is the windows do have a little bit of curve to them but let's say you're close enough to the window where the curve isn't screwing you up the way our vision works we can only see so far the higher up we are the farther we can see but we can only see so far before perspective brings the sky and the ground together and that's the limit of our vision that's the point of convergence so if i'm looking straight forward I can see X distance. I don't care if it's three miles or 300 miles, doesn't matter. I can see X distance forward. If I turn this way, I can see the same distance, right? Mm -hmm. Same distance in all directions. So if I'm standing right here, this is the limit of my vision, okay? This is the limit of my vision. I'm seeing the same distance in all directions. So I flip that over. This is how I see the world. This is the limit of my vision. And if you put a line over it, 
a glober will say that's because the earth's curving away. No, that's because this line is farther away. This is the limit of my vision. My horizon surrounds me in a circle and my programming tells me the earth is a ball. Hmm. How do you, uh, when you were going through your app earlier, uh, I saw a button about gravity. Uh, how does that, how does that get reconciled in flat earth? Yeah. So, so gravity, the, the earth is, is a giant battery system. The sun is the cathode of the battery and the moon is the anode and uh, there the salt water is carries a current and the land is the salt bridge and it's literally an energetic system we live in this energetic world the earth has a measurable negative charge to it scientifically provable testable negative charge it's not a theory it has a measurable negative charge to it when you rise up from the earth there's a positive charge the 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 dome above us has the positive charge but as you rise up there's voltage in the air measurable testable free energy voltage tesla proved it powered the world's fairs with it um 100 volts at a one meter 200 volts at two meters and it goes up from there so when you have a negative charge to it to you well you're free moving the earth does not move right? So it has a weak force that says, come this way. I'm negatively charged. Come here. So down is down for me. Down is down for someone in Australia, not up. Up is not down. Down is down for everybody. Up is up for everybody. Left and right, forward and backwards, relative to your own position. Okay. Well, relative to where you are and where you're facing, that's fine. So that negative charge says, hey, that's a weak force. Just like they say gravity is a weak force and everything is attracted to it. So now buoyancy and density do all of the work. They know which way to go. And so if I had a, a handful of steel pellets and a handful of ping pong balls and I dropped them over a pool, they're both gonna fall through the air because they're more dense. The ping pong balls are gonna sit on top of the water and the steel pellets are gonna go to the bottom of the pool, right? Buoyancy and density, down is down. Now, how do we, how do we prove that? Well, how do we know that it's the negative charge that's doing that? And the answer is, well, we can create our own negative charge and see if it defies gravity. And uh, we've done that in a whole bunch of ways, if I could find the video. Um, one of them is, you ever see those triangles, those tinfoil triangles? Right here, here you go. They, we electrify it and it goes up. We give it a negative charge and it goes up. It defies what? It's a defying electromagnetism right? The earth is a static plane. It doesn't move and it attracts everything down. So if you go and search, you know, how does gravity work on a flat earth? You're going to get this Vsauce video that shows up at the top of all res results. And it says, you know, if the earth was flat, as you walk towards the end of the earth, you're going to start having to lean forward. And when you get to the end, you're going to be able to stand on the edge of the quarter, right? Well, nobody believes in gravity pulling you to the center. The entire plane is flat, and it, the entire plane has this uh, negative charge to it and pulls you down. So it seems to me like you're using some levels of science here to, to show that, to prove that. So why do you choose to look at like the anode and the cathode and negative charges and positive charges, which are obviously also scientific principles um, in this instance, but not look at or use science for or believe, I guess, science in other other Wait, situations. Can you be more specific? Like what? 
Yeah, like, I mean, right, we've got like uh, gravity's laws, like Newtonian laws and whatnot. These are or... just equations. These are just theories. There's no, they, they, mainstream science says gravity is just a theory. They don't know how it works. They have to add 90 plus percent dark matter and dark energy um, because it's the only way their equation works, but it still doesn't work. Yeah, that's true that they have to, they have to look at uh, dark matter and they, dark They energy. make it, you guys know about the three body problem? No, I don't. All right. Yeah. Well, I didn't either. So don't feel bad. <laughs> so, so we're told that the gravity of the sun is holding onto the earth and we're falling through vacuum of space and we're making a perfect orbit around the sun, right? Cause the gravity's holding onto it. Right. That's what we're told. And the earth's gravity, the earth is holding onto the moon and the moon is falling around the earth. Okay. Right. When the moon goes in between the sun and the earth, how come the sun doesn't rip it away or at least perturb its orbit a little bit with its gravity? How come when all of the other planets line up with all of their moons, they have the same thing. Their gravity only holds onto the moon. The sun's gravity holds onto them, which are much farther away than our moon, but it ignores our moon, right? None of this makes any sense. A planetary alignment would screw up our solar system and nothing, it would go haywire. So here's the three body problem. You could take the world's best supercomputer and you could create a program and say, okay, we've got a ball, it's the sun and it's got this much mass and we have the ball that's the earth and we put them into orbit, it's got this much mass and it, it'll work perfectly. And you can predict where it's gonna be into infinity, right? Works perfectly. Then you add into this world's fastest, best supercomputer in the world, you add a third body, a moon or another planet and put it in orbit around one of those bodies and the entire system falls apart. It goes into random mode and it never repeats. However, if you go out tonight and look at the stars next year, same night, same time, those stars, every star will be in the exact same position. We're corkscrewing through the universe but somehow all of those stars will be in the same position. You guys have the Georgia Guidestones, right? You, you're, you're close enough. Do you know where that is? The Georgia Guidestones? Uh, You've heard of them? We're pretty close. I've heard of them, but I'm not really yeah, familiar. So the Georgia Guidestones are like this monument that came up in 1980, very mysterious. It has the marching orders of the New World Order on it, one of them never letting the population of the Earth rise above 500 million again. Again, it says. Hmm. fascinating. Maybe they're expecting some calamity, maybe a great reset of some sort, right? But in the center stone, there's this thin little hole, like a straw hole. And if you look through it, even though we're corkscrewing through space, you see Polaris. Polaris, the North Star. If you do a time lapse, all the stars spin around it. And Polaris is there. How could that be there for over 40 years with all of the motions all of the spinning and turning and twirling and trillions of miles we traveled, how does Polaris never move from that hole? I couldn't say. Yeah, well, you could <laughs> say that we're not spinning, twirling and whirling and traveling trillions of miles. You could say that, you could, <laughs> right? You don't have to know how the other way is, but you could say one of those things is impossible, okay? You could. One of those things is impossible. And I guess, you know, uh, when I just think about, you know, looking through history with people like Galileo Copernicus, who mm. earlier working with telescopes, recording planets, stars of what they're seeing in the in the night sky, mm. um, you know, have you looked into 
like any any figures or societies in history that correlate with maybe what the flat earth theory is now um you mean like every single culture ever before <laughs> nasa nasa is the only one that has the heliocentric um you know globe now the the whole thing you, you guys know the story of aristophanes do you remember that from school aristophanes the greek guy that measured the sticks and shadows and uh, figured out the that it works and then if you if you watch cosmos with carl sagan or even the new one with Neil deGrasse Tyson, the high priest of scientism. He says, the only way it could work is if these two sticks were on a curved earth and one, you know, and that way one of them would have a shadow and one of them wouldn't, right? Hmm. So the story of Aristophanes says that, um, you know, he knew that the sun rays were coming in straight and, you know, because we have such a distant sun, how would, how would he know that? How would he know the sun is 93 million miles away when, you know, when that's just a theory, um, he said, because, well, because it's so far away, all of the rays come in straight. And uh, if I could find that image, it would be a lot better as I'm talking, but I'm screwing myself up. Um, so, well, we'll use this one. So although no one's ever seen rays come in parallel, they come in crepuscular like this. And on a flat earth, on a flat earth, well, on a ball earth, this is what he did. Hey, there's no shadow here in Saeed. And then over here, his friend 500 miles away, um, at the same time, he's got a straight up and down stick and it has this shadow. He did an equation, perfectly good math. And he figured out the sphericity of this ball within 2%. That's the story that all kids are taught, right? Brainwashed into everybody. But on a flat earth, the sun is small and local and we have no shadow here. We have the same angle over here. He could do the same math, which is great math, and tell you the house what the sphericity of this flat surface is, right? We don't live on a math equation, right? And you can't have a, a fake variable um, that, you know, you have one bad variable, uh, it, it, it ruins everything. Like the sun is 93 million miles away. And the way they figured that out was one day Venus transited the sun and they had someone observe it from the East coast and the West coast. And it started and ended at different times. And since Venus is about the same size as earth, they did some really good math and they figured out that the sun was 93 million miles away. The problem with that equation is they assumed Venus was the same size as earth. I assume Venus is the size of a beach ball and you can't prove either one of us. Right. Okay. So with, with the model you were uh, showing earlier with the sun and the moon, so how, how do the other planets actually fit into that then? You're saying that it's the size of a beach ball? Good question. So, you know, and you know what, you asked, uh, we were talking about satellites earlier and then we'll get into planets. Uh, um, you were talking about the images of Earth. So here are the most two famous pictures of Earth. This one was on everyone's iPhones when the iPhone came out, uh, part of the deception. And this one was the next one that they showed us. Well, the United States grew twice the size in this one. And this one, you know, it's tilted away, so it should be smaller. But the, this is clearly photoshopped. As a matter of fact, Robert Simmons, the NASA visualist, vis, um, color, whatever, visual artist, um, he admitted in an interview that he made it in Photoshop from strips of data, right? All of these clouds are stepped and repeated, right? Uh, he talked about how he added the colors and he said, well, this is a desert area. So I made it browner and this area had uh, more algae in it. I got data that it had algae in it. So I made the water greener and literally he made it in Photoshop. So if we look at the other picture and we really, you know, we can't verify anything NASA sends us and people say, well, the focal length, this and that. Well, this is the full circle of the earth. 
right? Here's something we can measure. We can drive across Baja and go across the bay and, you know, we go across Mexico, the bay and Baja, and we could say that's 900, 934 miles. We could accurately know this as a fact, okay? You can measure it again and again and again. You're going to come within a mile, okay? Well, they tell us, scientism tells us the earth is 7,917 miles wide. I should fit eight and a half of these in between these two lines. Eight and a half is pretty not even freaking close, Okay. So you have two choices. One, the earth is tiny. NASA's lying to us and all of this other land has to fit on the other side of this ball. Or the earth is tiny. Anyway, no, that was, the earth is tiny. All that has to fit, or, or perhaps maybe these continents don't exist, okay? Or the other answer is NASA's full of shit and that's a painting, okay? I think you guys know the answer, but it's hard. To, it's a hard one to, <laughs> well, to that's, say. That's that's based off of a linear model, right? Like you're you're going straight through the land. Well, the idea is that it's a curvature. So well, no, no, diameter, going... not circumference, diameter. A diameter is a straight line, mm -hmm. and I'm showing you edge to edge. Now, let's say that the focal length of this, for some reason, it isn't seeing the full edge. Well, that would mean that you know maybe it's a quarter of an inch wider. Uh, if we look, you know. If I'm not seeing the edge, I'm, there's a little bit hidden. It ain't this much hidden. It maybe maybe it comes out to here, you know. Mm -hmm. So eight and a half can't fit three in there, three or four. Okay, we'll round up. We, let's pretend we could fit four <laughs> of those segments in there. That's half. <laughs> okay, this proves beyond the shadow of a doubt NASA is lying, 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 lying. Right? Look. These liars, these guys just got back from the moon. Greatest mission ever, coolest thing ever. They should be high-fiving and hooting and hollering, <laughs> but it looks like somebody just shot their fucking dog. <laughs> well, um, I was going to actually ask about, you know, any astronaut testimony. Like, I know Neil Armstrong kind of people thought he might have went off the deep end. He's kind of yeah, said he some wild shit. Lying. He couldn't handle it. <laughs> well, they were also held in containment for two weeks, weren't they? So well, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's that. I mean, come on, that. you just did the greatest thing ever. Um, I've been in containment for a freaking year. Well, not really. I just ignore, <laughs> I ignored everything. Right, I'm doing pretty good. Right, don't don't give me that crap. <laughs> but I mean, it, was there anything that he said or like that, that uh, NASA was trying to not? let him talk or let so, people no, say absolutely anything? there was an interview um not that long ago somebody wanted to interview him and neil sent a message out you know through a mutual friend that said hey i can't grant you that interview if i do they'll kill my whole family now i don't have proof of that but it sure makes a lot of sense and uh there was a a polish astronaut just last year that was having a bad day he was on an interview and uh he said in the interview i could assure you no one's ever been to space he wow. said it twice too. He 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 fessed up, and guess what? Nobody's seen him since that interview, or maybe they have. I haven't. Right. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's fascinating what's going on. You know, look what happened to the Tanzania president. Right, he's gone. You know what's up with him? He's the guy yeah. that tested uh, motor oil, a, a pawpaw fruit, a goat. He sent it in for COVID tests, and some of them came back positive. And he and he said no masks, no vaccines, no nothing. We're not closing down our country. He died. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he died. <laughs> he died. Yeah. So hey, here, here's another thing because we're running out of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to go from Santiago, Chile to Australia, what would be the fastest route in an airplane? Give you a little hint. Straight line, right? 
that would be the fastest, right? But if you're not allowed to fly over Antarctica, let's say you just have to fly over here, go over Easter Island, you know, plenty of places to land in case of an emergency. There's islands out here. That would be the shortest route. But this is the route that they actually take. They go all the way across the equator, across the United States and all the way down. And if you want to go to this side of Australia, they go all the way up, all the way over to Europe and Dubai, and then they go down. Why would they do that? Well, if you look at that same route on a flat earth, all the way up across the United States, Europe, Dubai, Australia, a straight line. Airplanes fly straight and level over the earth plane. The ocean is flat. It does not curve. Ocean level, not ocean curve. Hmm. We can see too far. Well, how come we can't see Mount Everest? Did you want to ask that question? Uh, yeah, I mean... Air density, because when you're looking into the distance, the air gets thick, is thicker. When you're looking across the plane, when you're looking up, it gets clear very quick. Um, but when you're looking across the plane, the, the, air, the air density um, becomes opaque and you can't see, um, you can't see forever. You just can't because there, here's a, here's a shot. So there's more and more and more mountains, but they just get lighter and lighter. There's another mountain out here, but it looks like the sky. So you just can't see forever, right? Here's mm -hmm. a shot in Illusion, France. This is the famous viewing spot because when they look out over the ocean, Mount Canigou is out here, okay? Mount Canigou is 175 miles away, but according to Globe Math, from this altitude, looking out at 175 miles, the very top of Mount Canigou should be a thousand miles, not a thousand miles, a mile, below the physical curve. So this is the horizon and a glober would have you believe this as far as you can see because of the globe, because of the curve of the earth. But this is just perspective. And the light that's bouncing off of Mount Canigou, you can't see it because it can't push through the atmosphere. So it just doesn't make it to your eyes. But on two days a year, when the sun is on its journey in between the tropics, as I was showing you before, it lines up with Mount Canigou and all of a sudden you can see Mount Canigou. This very top over here should be a mile below a physical curve, but this isn't a physical curve. This is just the limit of your vision and the sun backlights it. Now it's not a mirage because a mirage can't block out the sun, okay? This is the actual mountain. The top should be a mile below the curvature. We can see the entire mountain. And how far away is that? 175 miles. Wow. Yeah. So. You know, and there, there's so many things. I mean, if you watch, this is over, um, where is it? It's uh, Bulgaria. I think it's Bulgaria. And uh, if you just watch, the earth isn't spinning. The sun is just going away. It's just going away. It's circling over the earth and it looks like it's getting lower just due to perspective. Hmm. Yeah, we're not spinning. We're stationary. And we live in the, so why the lie, real quick, why the lie? We were, because the evil people that are running this world, and I call them people um, very liberally, uh, are, they, they want you to believe that you're on a spinning ball flying through an infinite universe where you could die at any moment, where it, catastrophes could happen. They want you living in fear, fear of shortages, fear of asteroids, fear of nuclear bombs, fear of terrorists, fear of everything. And it's because when you're living in fear, you can't use your mind to manifest the world that you want. 
because they don't want you knowing that you have great power, that you are at the center of creation, that you are a powerful being and nobody has dominion over you. Any rules that you've been following during this COVID thing um, is because you believe somebody has authority over you when nobody has authority over you. There's no law. There's no law that they can make. The only law is natural law. Don't kill anybody. Don't break their free will and help your neighbor. That's it. That's all you got to do. You have to maintain control of your soul and be a good person. And that's it. Right. But they're trying to steal your soul with the soul lure system in the helio sinister trick model. Well, I think on that note, that was a, that was a great finishing point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank Guys, you so much. Thank yeah, you so if you want to learn about the flat Earth, the flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac clock app, it's two dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh, if you ever drink a Snapple, you're that's gone. You're gonna piss it out, and it's gone. <laughs> You'll have the app forever after that, and you get new stuff every day. It has curvature calculator in there. It tells you how to do your own experiments. Tons of stuff. Read the reviews, and you'll buy it. All right. So you can find me at theflatearthpodcast.com. The Flat Earth Podcast Instagram, the Flat Earth Podcast Podcast. Actually, we have a very rare, we've been very slow, new episode coming out either tonight or tomorrow. All right. Awesome. And um, that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for hopping on and, uh, and giving us your perspective and uh, something Kyle and I will definitely be discussing and thinking over in, in the future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And watch out for the trolls that follow me to everything. They're going to be like, this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But they won't <laughs> offer a single proof. But their channels are awesome. I call their channels the complete comprehensive globe proof channels because of the ones that are commenting relentlessly, go to their channels. They have all the globe proofs on it. But by that, I mean zero subs, zero content, nothing. Mm. They're, just, <laughs> they're just troll bot channels. So keep an eye out for that and uh, send me the link to this when it's up and I'll put it in the app. And... Um, It'll be on the interviews list in the app. Sounds awesome. good. We'll do. Thanks so much. All right, guys, enjoy and uh, drink some water. You absorbed a lot of information tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> have a good much. one. All right. Bye. Wait. See ya. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs>